When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. After a Phillies Game 1 victory, what else is new? Over... The Arizona Diamondbacks up 1-0 in the NLCS. A lot to talk about today. We'll start looking forward to Game 2 tonight at Citizens Bank Park. But, man, this team is, is on a mission. I mean, that, that my first thought is just watching the opening inning of that game, watching Schwarber take out Gallon on the first pitch of the game, is this team is on a mission to win the World Series. They did not lose anything from a couple days off after beating the Braves. I mean, they came out firing right where they were. Let's get into Wheeler. Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, incredible, incredible stuff last night as the Phillies were three wins away from a pennant, seven wins away from a parade down Broad Street in Philadelphia. And, you know, I, I want to start with Schwarber because he was my pick for the NLCS MVP. I, I thought just like last year, this could be the time where he gets really hot. He didn't have a home run last year in the wild card round or the division series against the Braves. And then, boom, he heated up in a significant way. Very quickly, uh, you know, you remember the home run off of you, Darvish. How can we forget that home run? It still hasn't landed in San Diego. And he didn't look back. He had a very, very, very big, you know, next couple rounds of the postseason. Ended with a lot of home runs. And I, I think something similar could happen here. And you saw how lot. I, I actually thought he was kind of on, on the pitches the Braves had for him in the last series. You know, a double, some walks, single. Like, he, he wasn't hitting his typical power. But he was hitting the baseball last year, and I thought his at-bats were pretty good, even in strikeouts. So I felt really good about where Schwerber was, but boom. When you see the first pitch go out like that, it just sets the entire tone for the game. And there's a lot of reasons why Kyle Schwerber is a good leadoff hitter. He has a great eye. He works counts. He, he you know raises pitch counts for opposing pitchers. The power. But that right there, the tone-setting at-bat to start the game and I get that crowd just totally revved up, is why he is such a dangerous, dangerous leadoff hitter. Boom, one nothing. Obviously, two batters later, Bryce does it again. It's become just, you just expect it now. You just expect Bryce Harper in the biggest moments to just dominate the sport. And that's what he continues to do. If there is one long-term thing about the Phillies lineup and about Bryce Harper and all this stuff that is... Not, I would say concerning, but just like my eyebrows raised, and you know, we'll kind of feed into our next discussion here about about Castellanos in a minute. But it is Alec Bohm struggling behind Bryce Harper because you saw it later in the game where Tori Lavoe, the manager of the Diamondbacks, just walked Bryce Harper, and I'm sitting there in the first inning, in the third inning, and I'm wondering myself why are these teams pitching to Bryce Harper? I mean, I I am not someone who champions intentional walks I, I just think they're silly to give teams free base runners unless it's a, a a specific spot late in the game but once in a while you do get a situation where you have a hitter which is right now Bryce Harper that is so red hot that you can't get him out and you have 
behind that batter a weakness. And I think right now Alec Bohm is a weakness in the Phillies lineup. He's just not hitting the ball well. He's swinging over pitches he should hit. He is, you know, making weaker contact on balls he was hitting this year. This series doesn't have an enormous amount of lefties. You know, the bullpen, obviously. We'll have a couple for the Diamondbacks, but they don't have lefty starters likely to pitch in this series, so it's going to be righty. So the matchup is not going to favor Bohm maybe the way it did in the Miami series or against Max Fried. And yet, he's been struggling in the postseason even with seeing a lot of left-handed starters so far. Now he's going to see righties with spin. I think it's a tough matchup for him in this series, and it just might be a tough matchup the rest of the way considering who's on the American League side and what, what these teams have. But Okay, so he's struggling. We know that. We've seen it now for a while. The reality is the Phillies have, down in the order, one of the hottest hitters on the planet in Nick Castellanos. And I know there's that balance between let's not mess with success versus, hey, this success probably won't last very much longer if we keep doing it this way. So I do think at some point here soon, Rob Thompson's going to have to make a decision on swapping Castellanos and Bohm in the lineup. I, I understand not want to upset the apple cart. I get all that. But boy, oh boy, you know, if you could stack Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Castellanos right now, you're going to create a lot of runs. And you could also hide Bohm in maybe less important situations down in the order. So I do think Topper has to consider this as much as I, I, I bet he doesn't want to. And he's actually said that he doesn't want to. I mean, and last year he didn't. All right, he kept Castellanos behind Harper. He kept Hoskins at the two. He kept Swerber at the one. Even in, you know, in the face of criticism, in the face of those guys struggling, he did change it up. So, you know, he might be vindicated, and there might be a moment later this series, in the World Series, where Bohm gets a gigantic hit in in the four spot in the lineup after they walk Bryce Harper. It's a home run after they walk Bryce Harper. And it will feel like complete and total vindication, and it'll be great. But I, I do think there's something to you protect your best hitter because I, I have to imagine Bryce Harper's going to see a lot of walks and a lot of pitches out of the strike zone over the next three or four games. If not, the Diamondbacks are ridiculous. I mean, they are, they'd be ridiculous to continue to pitch this guy as if nothing's going on, as if he's not on an all-time heater right now, and he is on an all-time heater. Speaking of all-time heaters, of course, there's Nick Castellanos, who hit his fifth home run in his last three postseason games. I mean, he's done something that only Reggie Jackson has ever done in the history of October, which is five home runs in the span of three games. It's incredible how locked in this guy is right now. And we know Castellanos could be up and down. He get locked in. He gets locked out. And when he's bad and he's going bad and he's not seeing the pitches and he's pulling off, you know, breaking pitches down and away, it looks ugly. But boy, when he's on... He, he really is a fun hitter to watch. Power to all fields. The home run on the opposite field the other night. He's so locked in. And he, he changes this offense. You know, whether or not Topper considers moving up to fourth, that's a, that's a decision for another day. But right now he's seven. And if you have this kind of hitter, this kind of production coming from your seventh spot, you have a World Series kind of lineup. I mean, you have something outrageous down there at the bottom of the order. And it just feeds into what's going on right now. And I think the energy he brings in his at-bats, the energy as he runs the bases, as he runs the bases, is it is contagious. And, you know, Castellanos could be a guy that he brings out emotions in people. And I, as a fan, I like that. As a talk show host, I like that because the more emotions, you know, from, from a listener, the better. And I just feel it in that stadium that, that he brings out the emotion in people. Bryce Harper does that. Schwarber sets a tone. 
but Castellanos really the energy he brings. And last year he didn't bring much energy, and it obviously it it, it affected the team that he wasn't. And when you're not hitting, it's hard to bring energy to baseball. It's not like you know, it's not like at basketball or hockey. You can just you know you bring defense, you bring energy. Energy is is you just come to the to the court or the ice with energy, even if you're not scoring. In baseball, if you're not hitting, it's very difficult to bring energy, especially as an outfielder. I mean, the ball is going to get hit to you, you know, a handful of times in a game, and some of them may be very routine. Like, where's the energy coming from that you provide the team unless you're on the base pass, unless you're connecting with the ball, unless you're hitting home runs? That's where energy comes from, from an offensive player in baseball. So I I know I understand last year he looked lifeless at times, and I think a lot of that was because he just wasn't hitting, and he did seem like he was out of it. But this year, boy, it's been a major difference, and it's changed this lineup right now. Another thing that caught me last night, so the Phillies out-homered the Diamondbacks last night 3-1, uh, to one, and they won the game. And the numbers the last couple postseasons are really outrageous when it comes to teams that out-homer their opponents. I know we talk about you have to do other things to win. Small ball can't just be home runs. And obviously you have to pitch to play defense. And you do at some point need to get some some hits regarding the scoring position to either break games open or to win a game. But I'll tell you, the home run ball is deciding these games. The last two postseasons, the numbers are remarkable in the last two postseasons with home runs and what they've done. So the Phillies now have 12 home runs in their last three games, most of any team in a three-game span in postseason history. So that is that is an incredible number right there on its own. But now I believe it's 15-2 and two this postseason. Maybe it might be it's 16-2 and two with the Phillies' win last night. 16-2 and two this postseason. And 38 and 8 the last two years. That that are the numbers when you out homer your opponent. No team in baseball has more home runs than the Phillies since August 1st. They are they're playing the game the way you have to play the game. And it reminds me of in basketball, the NBA these days, the team that hits three pointers wins. That's the way the game works. You have to hit three pointers, you have to hit a lot of them. If you're if you're a three point deficient team or you don't shoot enough of them, which is kind of like the Sixers at times. You are at a disadvantage playing teams that are bombing away from three. That's baseball now. It is a home run hitting contest in the postseason. I think the last two years, over 50% of runs scored in the playoffs are via the home run. you got to hit home runs to win, and the Phillies right now are bombs away, hitting a ton, a ton of home runs. And, of course, let's not forget Zach Wheeler, who, this guy's incredible. He has the lowest opponent, a second lowest opponent OPS in the history of the postseason, the lowest whip in the history of the postseason, you know, minimum of a, a threshold that gets like 50 innings. This guy's ridiculous. He's been a ridiculous performer. And, and again, we could say all these things about Wheeler and how good he is and how he doesn't get talked about enough. And I, I say those things because I, it's true. He's an ace. But the other thing that struck me watching Wheeler and watching Schwarber and watching Castellanos and watching Harper you know, the Phillies have spent a lot of money, a lot of long-term deals, and you know, some via guys they traded for inside, like Real Muto, but mostly through free agency with Wheeler and Schwarber and Castellanos and Harper. And what's remarkable about the return on the investment they're getting, so not only are they good players, and they're getting primarily what, what they asked for. I mean, Bryce, they're getting above that. I think they're getting um, what they expected out of Schwarber. They're probably getting what they expected out of... Um, out of Castellanos, they're getting more than I think any of us expected out of a guy like Zach Wheeler this year, just for this year. Then they got less out of Trey Turner than they expected, but he turned he turned the season around to you know, passable, but by what he did in August and September. But the bigger thing that struck me is 
it's one thing to kind of evaluate a free agent on production and you're getting your dollars worth. But these guys are also big in the big moments. And that, you can't, you don't know. I mean, Schwarber you knew, right? Schwarber, we, we, we did this, he did it everywhere. He's a winner. But you didn't know about Castellanos in a big moment. You really didn't. Bryce Harper, I think he had a good feeling on, but his teams that Washington didn't win, and he wasn't particularly great in the postseason for the Nationals. You know, Wheeler had never pitched in the postseason until last year. You know, Real Muto played for the Miami Marlins. So it's just it's it's really interesting to me that the Phillies were able to not just identify free agents that they're willing to pay that are going to be, for the most part, worth the money that they are, are signed to, but also have a knack for, for playing well in the big spot because that in itself is a separate thing. Not every guy does that. Not every great player or really good player does that. So they've really, whether this is by accident or it's by full design or somewhere in between, they've really, really done a good job identifying and signing the correct free agents. It's, it's been remarkable. I mean, this team, they, they all live for the moment and they do it together. All right, let's look forward now to game number two tonight. Aaron Nola against Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly's very good. Um, you know, he had an ERA under 3-3 this year. I don't think he's afraid of the moment. A funny story I saw this past week that he actually attended game three of last year's World Series as a fan. His brother is a Phillies fan, grew up a Phillies fan. So he took him to the game. So I was at game three. A lot of you probably at game three last year. I guess the Astros bombs away. And it was... He's there in the crowd. Like you, you're buying a beer. He's probably behind you. Merrill Kelly, who's now starts tonight for the Diamondbacks. I, I do wonder how Arizona comes out tonight. They were resilient last night. They made that a game. They made that competitive late after it looked like it could be a route early. They have been pretty resilient all year. I mean, tonight we'll find out if this is going to be a series or this is going to be a very quick potential sweep. Because the Phillies do their thing tonight, and boy, they're amazing in Game One. Seven zero last two years in Game Ones. And the postseason here, it's the best home field advantage in baseball. If the Phillies do their thing tonight, this thing could be a sweep. We'll see if Arizona has some fight to them. And also tonight will be a real test to, is Aaron Nola fully back? Because any good pitcher, and Aaron Nola's obviously a good pitcher, can, can have a stretch where they, they lock back in, give you four or five good starts. But will those four or five good starts become six? seven, eight, nine good starts as we go through the World Series. That's what we're going to find out tonight. I remember last year, Nola really pitched well to clinch a playoff spot. Pitched well in the in the wild card round. Pitched well in the division series. We got to the LCS, and it felt like he ran out of gas last year against San Diego game two, the game of lead. He blew it. And then, of course, he wasn't great in the World Series last year uh, against the Houston Astros. So I, I think that's something to monitor to, to how effective and how good Aaron Nola can be in this spot tonight against a, a Diamondbacks lineup that, that's got some players. I mean, Corbin Carroll is a tremendous player. Christian Walker, probably baseball's most underrated player. So we find out tonight if we have a series. But this team, as I said to start, it's a mission. They are on a mission and they look poised, poised to be a team that plays the World Series. By the way, with with the uh, Rangers up 2-0 and the Phillies up 1-0, and there's still a while to go, but those teams are obviously in a big advantage right now, especially Texas. If you look at that schedule and the postseason schedule, Game 7 of the World Series, and if it's the Phillies and Rangers, it would be home field for Texas. Game 7 of the World Series is scheduled for Saturday, November 4th. Sunday, November 5th, is Eagles-Cowboys. That would be the ultimate, by far the ultimate, beat Dallas week 
in Philadelphia. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Check out the YouTube page for our videos there, 94WIP, to subscribe. We'll talk soon. Go Phils. Hopefully after a 2-0 advantage tonight. Go Phils, and appreciate everyone listening to WIP Daily.